What up, y'all? It's Courtney of the Black Dad Chronicles. And we are here with episode number six. And it's the first in a series that I wanted to do. That's, it's the reason why I started the blog. The reason why I started the blog and the podcast is because I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to get black men on the, sto- on the show or sitting down in a room somewhere. And we just talk about their fatherhood experiences. So right now, I'm letting you know that first episode of that is here. And let me go ahead and and do the introduction before I get to rambling. So everybody has that one mentor in their life. Uh, Could be an uncle, could be a brother, could be a cousin, you know, your, your father, you know, or even a friend, you know, generally older, but they look out for you, uh, when nobody else wants to look out for you or nobody else wants to point you in the right direction, you always got that one person in your corner, you know, just pushing you to where you need to go. And I'm telling you right now, I have that guy sitting here with me, uh, put me on to various, various uh, different hip-hop songs by su- supplying me with mixtapes back in the day. He's also my boss at one form, at a former time. He's also my son's godfather. And he is the catalyst as to why I actually met my wife. I'd like to introduce to you guys today, my friend, my brother, my mentor, my OG, Kenyatta Wilson. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the introduction. What's up, man? How you been? Ah, oh, great. Good. Great. We were just, uh, we were actually just having a, a conversation about rap before we got on the air, and... He, he and I kind of, you know, we're actually on, at the same place. As long as you don't take the new stuff seriously, you can enjoy it. And that's something I struggle with, with rap. But, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm actually, I have somebody to talk to who has that, who can agree with me and sees where I'm talking to. Amen. You know, all that. So, how you been? I'm doing well. Yeah? Doing well, you know. Uh, new baby. Yeah, I see. You know. Older baby, little baby, <laughs> baby, baby, baby. <laughs> so tell everybody about yourself. Well, um, I am a father of three. Uh, my oldest is twenty-one. My youngest is two months. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a nice gap within there. Um, I have a middle child. She's about to be two. Uh, she's strong-willed. She mm-hmm. reminds me so much of myself. It, just so much. She gives me problems at every interval, uh, but she has that that daddy melting quality to her. So mm. yeah. she's a girl, man. They usually all do. Uh, yeah, actually, all your kids have your number. Yeah. They know what number. They know how to get you. Yeah. You know, and I, I half of the fights between me and my wife are about the kids manipulating me <laughs> to uh, to fight with the wife. So yeah, hey, I've been there. <laughs> so hey, <clears throat> so. Oldest is 21. Youngest is two months. Yes. So how did that happen? Um, well, a man and a woman usually get together. (laughs) 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 No, seriously. Um, we just, for a while, we just didn't, uh, we didn't think that we could have kids. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, in Brianna's junior year of high school, we were blessed with a son, Kingston, who didn't make it, and... Uh, I love him to death. So mm-hmm. to this day, I just miss every everything about it. But we thought that that was just um, that was it. Okay. And then uh, the the following year, like uh, a year later, along comes Elena, 
And then we thought that was it. And then along comes Trice. And then it's like, okay, hey, uh, enough. I think God was just giving us a uh, kind of a, a, hey, you know what? You had some dark times in your life. You know, you lost your mom. You know, you lost your son. You lost your your lifelong dog. You remember Diamond. Yeah. Like you, you oh, learned, Diamond. Yeah, you, uh, you lose three of your family members and I get them replaced. And, you know, there's no replacing your mom or your son, but mm-hmm. joy, the the joy that we had got replaced. Right. And and that was the thing that was, you know, that was eye-opening for me. Like, wow, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we have uh, my French bulldog, Penny, which you saw on Facebook, I think, uh, um, and Elena and Trice and uh, Bree's just a godsend. And, and my amazing wife, Kia, I just got to say yeah. hello to her. <laughs> We've been on, we've been on like just four or five minutes and I got to send a shout out to my wife. Man, like, cause you know, you just hit me out of the blue. You ain't hit me to tell me that y'all was expecting again. And you just, I got the text. I'm like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> another baby, man. <laughs> well, it's always, and everyone says that, hey, you live your life behind a curtain. And I, I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't speak about things until they're into existence. There was a lot of stuff. We had to go through a lot of tests, like a battery of tests, uh, and, 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 and things to get Elena here. Mm-hmm. And so with Trice, it was like we were just kind of sitting on the edge of our seats because, you know, have, having lost a child, like, you're just nervous about every interval. I mean, mm-hmm. month after month after month, you're like, you're on edge until they get here. And then you don't breathe a sigh of relief until they've been here and you, you have them in your arms and everyone says, well, it's okay. You yeah. know, go yeah. ahead. And then, you, then you're overjoyed. So uh, it was just nerve-wracking until that point. Okay. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> now one thing that I'm really curious about, because I've been talking to, you know, Meech. Because Meech has a 16-year-old and now uh, two, she two months yet? Uh, she's like six weeks. And I'm trying to, like, gauge the dynamic, you know, between parenting, you know, kids at that extreme age. But, you know, he has kids in the middle that kind of, like, fall in at every step. Right. But you... Right. You got. I have a young adult. Yes. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a young adult that's uh, career driven, much different than uh, you know having kids in the house. Right. But if if you know Brianna, then you know it's just like having like a a third toddler in the house. You know, <laughs> uh, I love her to death. But um, yeah, I, it, it's good. But the surprising thing that people uh, people always say like, oh well, you know, you you do your parenting up until eighteen, and then you've made this adult. I've done more parenting from 18 to 21 than any of the years past. <laughs> like, it is a con- and you're like, wow, like, I thought I was going to be on cruise control. And then here's this parenting with the older one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, friends, career, school. And you're talking about these things and you're still coaching. Yep. And I, I guess, like, you never get to take your foot off of that pedal. Like, it's, it's still, you're going to have to have your foot on the gas. You have to slow down at times. Because, like, sometimes they want you to give them the answer. And I don't want that. I want I want everything to be uh, Brianna's decision, and I help her in whatever decision it is. Okay. Yeah, my mom is you know kind of like that. Look, here she is, sixty seven, and I'm thirty six, and she's still my mom. You know, you can ease off the gas. You don't always have to parent me and everything. She's oh, like, she has to. I have to. That's her. She that's her answer. To. She always she has, has to. to. And 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 I, I guarantee when when CJ's. CJ's the oldest, so mm-hmm. he's he's gonna he's gonna be the one that you're gonna continue parenting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I can feel that right now. Yes, so, yes, that's my guy. So, um, you have two girls and a boy, right? 
two girls and a boy. Okay. That boy is the last one. That boy is the last one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, I- I'm pretty sure you were, you know, you were, because you know how it used to, back in the day, like, yeah, man, got to get that boy, got to get that boy. And then, you know, you ta- I've talked to a lot of guys who kept wanting to have a boy and they wanted to have girls and they kept trying, they kept trying. And they, they had a certain sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And not disappointing that, you know, they still had kids who they loved. They had these daughters who they loved and had to, you know, bring up and guard from the lions in this world. But, you know, they didn't have that satisfaction of having a son. Mm-hmm. Now, after you lost Kingston, did you kind of have that kind of sense of, uh, not disappointment, I should say, but, you know. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Bree is... I call Brie the flagship. (laughs) Brie is the franchise. So I wasn't worried about anything. You know my daughter. She's Mm -hmm. an athlete. You know, she's a scholar. So uh, everything that you would want from your son, I got from my daughter. You know, travel basketball, uh, college basketball. You know, I I got everything, Mm. you know. Okay. So um, listening to hip hop, like that was a a shocker for me. Oh, really? Uh, Although we disagree on a lot. (laughs) Uh, She's heavy, heavy trap. I am not... uh, I, I can I can get down, but we can we can car ride together, and that's cool. Okay, so. that's that's good, man. That's yeah. what that's what makes it work. Yeah. So you know, you, you say like, did I miss anything uh, aside from the testosterone and you know a boy trying to challenge me one day? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. no, no, no. That's good. I just and I know this sounds cliche, and parents say this all the time, but in my heart of hearts, I meant this. I just wanted a healthy baby. Okay. Just it didn't matter. Girl, bo- girl or boy, I wasn't gonna miss out on anything. Just give me healthy kids, and we can go from there. Right, right. So I have this dynamic uh, between my kids, where they all kind of, especially the girls, they all kind of battle for my affection, mm-hmm. and I love all my kids equally. But I will whisper to people that if I had to pick a favorite, which I don't have any favorite kids out there, guys, <laughs> but if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Olivia, because. One, she's the youngest. Two, we spent the most time together out of all three of all three of my kids when they were, you know, really, really young. And the fact that she's always happy and always in a good mood. And you know, after coming home from work and dealing with people, you yes. don't want to deal with two moody kids right. who think they're smarter than you. Right. So it so um your kids are still young, the youngest two. Right. Okay, so you don't really ha- necessarily probably have. I'm pretty sure Elena probably is just like, uh, daddy, daddy. Yes, daddy. she is. Uh-huh. You know, but no, I I love them all. Yeah, I love them all. They all they have have a different quality. Even even young Trice has a different quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they all they're all amazing. Okay. They're mm-hmm. they're all amazing, and you know people said like, hey, gun to my head, you, gun to your head, you have to pick which kid is your favorite, right? I'm dead. Okay. I'm bad. I'm not taking that one. <laughs> and I guess I say the reason why I say that, you know, Liv is the and I shouldn't say favorite. I should say more enjoyable. Uh, that you know is a saying? very fair assessment. More to say enjoyable. More enjoyable. Yeah. Because if you start saying favorite, you know, and then CJ gets wind of this, you think you had a tough time now. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> just wait till after that. One. Yeah. And it's funny because they actually <laughs> listen because I upload. You know, the podcast goes to YouTube, and they they listen. 
Um, and Jazz would be like, oh, you said Olivia was your favorite. I'm like, listen, listen to the context, you know, that I put. But because Jasmine's at that age, you know, she's 10 and she's really smart and she thinks she's smarter than us. And I, I, I love her for the fact that she doesn't like to get things wrong and she doesn't like to fail. But at the same time, she doesn't also allow for correction when she, you know, because she'll, like, if she... Well, you know, I, I, I love that. I love the strong will kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's your challenge. That's yeah. your revenge. You know? <laughs> those, those, that's your revenge. And uh, I, I think I'm I'm opening my arms to, to my revenge. You know, yeah. I got a little bit from Brianna. I'm going to get a whole heap of helping of it from Elena. Mm. I, even now, she likes to challenge me. So, uh, we'll see. Okay. All right, so... <clears throat> Fast forward. So how long have you and your wife been married? Gosh. We got married in 06, but we had been together before then. Yeah, because I remember, man, yeah. I was like, man, y'all ain't married yet? Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I've known you, Kia's been there. You yes. know, Ride, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I love seeing, I remember when, y'all, when we first moved back here and y'all first got the house and we came out and I was like, man. I love y'all, the fact that y'all still, you know what I'm saying, in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it, sometimes it's uncomfortable when a lot of my friends would tell me that, like, man, you and Robin, man, y'all been in there for the long haul, that y'all are goals. I'm like, man, don't don't put that on me. But, like, <laughs> I could look up to you and y'all and be like, man, that's how you, and it's work, man. You oh, know my gosh. That's the word I was looking for. Work. Work. Where every young couple or about to be couple, like listen to the statement. It is work every single day, mm-hmm. every meal. It is work. You think like, hey, I'm gonna come home and food's gonna be cooked. It's like, hey, I work like you look. Right. <laughs> Where's dinner? <laughs> so it's the same thing, and it's work. And especially like early on, um, haven't even been together and living in separate houses until we got married. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, now we live together. What do we do about bills? Oh, well, you pay your bills. I'll pay my bills. No, those are our Our bills. (laughs) And and people don't get that. Yeah, because, you know, when I was in the Navy, Robin didn't work. So I went to work. She paid everything, you know. She just was, she was the the family accountant. And now, you know, now that she has to work, I was still kind of stuck like, well, well, I make more than you, so you still be the family Ah. accountant. And then... You know, she would be like, don't you even want to look at this? I'm like, well, you got it. You got it. Because, listen, I don't make the smartest money decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, she makes the, she is way more sound financially you than You should I preface am. that with still. Because, yeah, like, yeah. when I met still, you, you still. see you were not <laughs> making the smartest financial decisions. Hey. And that was the thing that, you know, I, I hoped for you to gain in your life travels, you know. Hey, uh, I think that was one of the, the things of advice I gave you. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. look out for your money, look out for your family, and uh, always make sure you have a place to, uh, like a roof over your head yep. and food for your family. Yep. And uh, I, I think that was one of our, our parting, you going off into the world kind of deal. <laughs> and uh, I just remember that, and I was like, man, I hope he really gets it right. Yeah. So. I think I kind of, you know, I'm getting there. I ain't finished yet. No know. one is. Yeah. When you finish, you're dead. Yep. <laughs> yep. When you finish, you're dead. Yeah. So, uh, I want to go back in time right now. So, 
Robin and I have been married for 13 and a half years. But that one fateful day that we met in Walgreens at the photo counter. You remember that? I remember it. Okay. I remember. I'd seen her before. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, uh, Courtney is in this courting stage of uh, like looking for someone. And he always looks in the wrong spot. So let me make this really easy for him. And uh, I had spoken to her before. She was nice. And I was like, man, like, you know, maybe I'll steer him towards her, you know? And it, it worked out. And I, I, and to be honest with you, um, I'm just glad you didn't mess it up. Oh, thanks. Man. So let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all the, the real story. Now, what he gave y'all kind of like the Cliff Notes version. So. <clears throat> At the time, I was in a relationship, and I was coming to work just complaining about it every single day. And he was like, well, the next chick that comes in, talk to her. I'm like, what? Like, the next girl that comes in, talk to her. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting there, like, just waiting. And we were slow that day. I'm just waiting. And then this young lady comes in, but there's a customer who, you know, had came in all the time. And we knew... She kind of had eyes for Kyle, the other guy, the other photo, <laughs> the head photo tech. So I was like, nah, not her. So then Robin comes in and she has her hair all out and like a little afro. And, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I ain't know nothing about the natural hair phase. You know what I'm saying? If, if that was even a thing. So I just thought she was like, you know what I'm saying? On another wavelength. So I looked at him. He looked at me. He was like, just gave me that nod. So, you know, as she was getting her, uh, her uh, negatives, you know, developed. We was just going through. She had me pick them out, give her, her uh, give me my, give her my opinion on them. And the funny thing is, we have been slow all day in photo. And then she was there, and it started getting crowded. Like I look up, and it's like a line of people. I was like, hold on for a second. He walked. He's like, nope, you got a customer. So you finish. I'll take care of this. I'm like, bet. So, he pushed me towards it. And, you know, I got her number and the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? So, he he helped me. Because, look, man, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I had prime, the primus of the primus real estate in the friend zone. I like to call myself the king of the friend zone. Because, you know, I had all these friends and young ladies that I was chasing that. Oh, I think we should be better off as friends. It just seemed like every single time, I was like, ah! Because you had good guy qualities. Yeah. You know, good guys always finish last. Like, they do. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's true. You have a bad boy quality, you'll get a nice flock to challenge you. But like, if you did your homework, <laughs> <laughs> if you were the guy doing the homework, it was like, uh, well, you do your homework, so I'm not interested. Right. But uh, I saw that. Like, you were a genuine person, and you didn't want to get someone in... That was gonna misuse that quality, you know. So that's why a lot of the, the young ladies and stuff that you were dating at that time was just like I was like, for me, you always got the thumbs down, mm-hmm. like get out, mm-hmm. like please just get out now, <laughs> like don't even don't waste your money on the next date, get out now, you know. But uh, like I said, Robin was very genuine. Like I had spoken to her before. Uh, I even hinted at it, like I hinted about like, you know some nice guys around here, you know. And it worked out. And I actually met, I think her mom was with her when I met her. Like, we talked, talked before that. Uh, Probably her, that gran- her grandma. Grandma. Yeah. That, that fateful day, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I was happy. I was extremely happy for you. All right. So, I'm going to flip the tables. How did you and Kia meet? 
We met at church. Really? Yes. We were... Uh, Give us we, that story. We grew up together. Really? Yeah. So it's not like a, at this particular moment we met. Like, we've known each other our whole lives, and we uh, just decided to hang out together. And then from then, it went into a relationship, and then now she's like my uh, my tag team partner in this in this championship, mm-hmm. you know. Get the hot tag. Uh, she gets the hot tag a lot, you know. Yeah. I get in, I get beat up, and then she hot tags <laughs> in and gives me a break. So that's uh, and that's that's my partner. Yeah, man. And it's funny because we can use wrestling analogies. Like Absolutely. I can throw a wrestling analogy Absolutely. out to you, and you pick because Absolutely. we used to watch. Man, tons I'm, of wrestling. Tons of wrestling. Tons of wrestling. Tons. And then, but you know, you can even use it in the hip hop sense. Mm-hmm. You know, she was my five dog. Yep. <laughs> you, <Hey>. know? <laughs> she, <laughs> you know, I got to be cute. Tip was a little bit eclectic, and then uh, she came in with the high rhyme. So yeah, yeah my wife, uh, her partner. Okay. So, what was so? Because Robin and I haven't uh, had, you know, we got our first home, our first car together. Mm-hmm. But we kind of like been. I don't want to say globe trotting because you know we haven't always lived in Michigan, right? So we haven't necessarily, and I want to talk about buying your first house. Oh, right? cool! So Robin and I haven't, you know, haven't bought our first house yet. Right. How was that? Um. Wow. So my, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you the story behind it. My first house, I actually, um, like we went out. Kia did the legwork. Like she would line up all these houses. And it seemed like she was lining them up for me to say no. <laughs> like, how about this house? No. This house? No. This house? No. And and we just couldn't find something that we liked. So uh, it, it was coming time for us to get married. We're, we're searching. You know, we're searching, we're searching, we're searching. It's just like, okay, we don't have anything. So actually when we left, you know, because uh, we went on a cruise. So we, we left. We didn't have a house to come back to for us together oh, really? until we got back. Oh wow! And we like we uh, we we had a pending offer on a house, and then in the middle of uh, our cruise, I think we were in the middle of uh, um, going to Aruba. Like they call us, like you got the house. So I'm faxing papers via the middle of the ocean <laughs> back home to to purchase our house. But the thing is, is that you you'll know when when you get like the money will line up. The, the comfort will line up, the school system will line up, and you'll know, but you have to look at a lot of houses. And uh, I don't have an eye for uh, fixer-upper mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the incomplete project. She can go in and see something like, hey, um, this house is perfect, and I'm like, it has green paint. She's like, you can change the paint. I'm like, no, I don't like it. And I'm like running towards the door. So uh, the house that we got was pretty much move-in ready, okay. and, and that's what and that's where we ended up. Okay, so in terms of your marriage, right? Right. So, <clears throat> I like to kind of, you know, I term myself the CEO of, of our house, of the Macintosh family. Right. And, but Robin's the CFO, because like I said, she still makes, you know, the smarter money decisions. Right, right. right. And one thing that I had to learn, and, you know, y'all going to have to learn this if, you know, you're not necessarily good with it, especially if you're not good with money. You have to learn you know, when to, you know, do certain things when it comes to, you know, financials. So financially, were y'all both, like, responsible? Because I, I, I know you didn't, you never really bought anything except for CDs. 
that, well, that's that's not true. Everything that I bought, I did research for. Okay. So uh, I would never just go out and, and find a pair of shoes that I like yeah. and just purchase them right then. It's like, no, I'm going to go home. I'm going to check the every <laughs> retailer to see if I can save 10 or $15 here. And no, I'm like, not majorly cheap because, you know, I just look for the better deal. Right. Like, I'm going to get what I want, but I'm going to look for the better deal. Okay. Uh, my wife is the face value. Uh, if uh. we lived in third world country where you had to barter... Everyone would get the, the <laughs> they would get what they were asking for. There'd be no negotiation because she doesn't like the haggle. Like if I start with that stuff, like if I'm like, hey, well, can I get this cheaper? She'll leave, like wherever store we're in. Wow. Like oh, but then end up getting it cheaper and it benefits us. But um, financially, just irresponsible. I would say no. Okay. Uh, uninformed. I would say we both were. Mm. And and now being together and being in a situation where you're trying to work towards goals. You kind of like, hey, is it is this the best option for us? Like, you know, hey, are is is this pair of sneakers going to contribute to uh, my goal of you know buying a vacation home, or you know a boat, or whatever comes you know whatever's coming down the line. Right. You know, you always have to make sure that hey, um, I'm thinking about the big picture, okay. not my emotional state right then. Yeah, and that's what I'll be honest. That's what kind of threw me off because. When I joined the Navy, it's like, man, getting this money, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm looking at my bank account, and I'm like, man, like, I'm used to getting, you know, $200, $300 every two weeks at right. Walgreens, then to jump into, you know, getting $1,500 every week, every other week. I'm like, dog, balling, right. you know what I'm saying? So, I was, I was reckless. I was, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't, okay, I wasn't reckless, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, as soon as the play, PlayStation Three came out, wow. I had it, and I'm just glad it was a PlayStation Three, not a Benz. Yeah, because you would have you would have <laughs> ran to that one and hugged it. So uh, I'm just glad that you made a, a minor mistake instead of like a lifelong mistake. Yeah. Oh man, shoes. Because those are the be those are the ones that are marriage enders right there. Mm. You know, yeah. you sink someone financially, and it's hard to love someone that is destroying you mm-hmm. financially. It, it it happens, and I know people say, well, uh, you know. Um, I love this person, but you can love someone and hate them at the same time that they're doing the financial stuff wrong because they make everything else harder. harder like, you right. know, harder to eat, harder to survive. Uh, your phone keeps ringing because the bills keep piling up. And, and that's hard on any... Like, not to mention the culmination of two lives into one life. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have financial stuff on top of it. And, it, and I can see why people get divorced for financial reasons. And it's unfortunate. All right, now which one of you two are the stronger willed? Hmm. Wow. And I got a reason why I asked that question. Wow, wow, wow. <coughs> um, if you ask Kia, she's going to say me. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say me. Okay. Uh, I, I would probably have to say me because um, I can talk her down. Like once I'm angry, it's over. Yeah. Like, we might as well just burn everything up. Like, this, this is done. Score stuff. <laughs> like, I asked that question because, <clears throat> so recently, I've kind of got more involved with the bills. And, you know, notice I'm talking a lot of financial stuff because, you know, it's one of those chief, it's a chief component when you oh, become an adult. Wow. You know? Yes, so, I had to, like I said, I had to learn how to, you know, pay bills. I had to learn how to budget responsibly. And I'm still learning. But Robin, when it comes to, she, Robin is, <clears throat> it's funny because I'm like Kia in a sense. If 
we go if Robin's always trying to look for the cheaper deal, the better deal. And if I have my mind set on something and then Robin tells me no, it's just like, oh, 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 no, forget <laughs> it. You, you pick, you know. But I ask that because recently, probably uh, probably like the last year and a half, I start getting focusing more on what bills we need to pay where. And it seemed like Rob was giving me pushback because she like, oh, and I told her, you know, like, oh, I want to just know what we going, what we paying. She like, oh, you just all of a sudden want to, you know, yeah. be all up on the bills now. So she was giving me pushback for that. You know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just one of those day to day. Well, that happens, and uh, it, it still happens with us too. Like, why? Well, show me the receipts. You right. know, that's, right. the show me the receipts moment comes up, but. You have to realize that when people get into a system and then the other person is not helping, like it's it's difficult to let someone else in because you have something. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pay uh, bills differently, and we we have a process, okay. And the process for paying bills is that you know everyone gets something. Some people are going to get bigger share, but everyone gets something. And when something gets paid off, you get to move that money to the next thing that's more important. So. Um, it's, it's funny that you're talking financials. Uh, me and my wife are going to a Dave Ramsey convention. Oh, really? Not, yes. Like, that's not a plug for Dave Ramsey unless he wants to sponsor me. <laughs> hey, Dave. So uh, <laughs> we're going to a convention to better help us in our scenario because we have life goals of, you know, moving somewhere else, um, traveling, of course, yeah. and and other things that we want to do. So, yeah, you, you have to look out for the money in order to get to that point. So, budget, budget, budget. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> having a two-year-old. Right. Physically on you, how is that? Because I know how two-year-olds can, you know, I used to just be all on the ground. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Rolling so, around. So, uh, my athleticism has caught up with me. <laughs> my early life injuries has caught up with me. So, getting on the ground is, I can get down there. I just don't know how fast we're going to get back up. Uh-huh. But, you know, Kia's always like, hey, don't parent from the couch. That's our big thing. And anyone's out there. Don't pair it from your couch. And by pair it from the couches, hey, don't do that. Move that here. Move there. Mm-hmm. Get me a drink of water. Get the remote for me. Mm-hmm. Don't be that parent. Like, get up and be active. And sometimes after a long day at work, you have to do that. Yep. You have to chase the two-year-old around. You have to get on the on the floor and play with the Legos that will soon be embedded in your feet because yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> how many Lego injuries? I actually have a, uh, a blocks injury. I'm going to let Courtney see that. From my uh, my nice highly sprained ankle Ooh. from uh, stepping on one of Elena's mm. toys. So, man, yeah. I remember I had I got a a four piece square mm. stuck in my kneecap, my left kneecap. That's awful. Yeah. So right now, <clears throat> I want to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor for the day is Cape Couture. So listen, <clears throat> you got the holidays coming up. We just had Easter, so you got Memorial Day coming up. Fourth of July coming up. And, you know, a lot of people have potlucks in the summer. And everybody doesn't like to cook. Everybody doesn't know how to cook. You know, so why not, especially when it comes to desserts. So why not buy them from somewhere else? And I'm not talking about going to Meijer or Walmart and just picking up one of their prepackaged, you know, pies or cakes. (laughs) Simply put, they use trash ingredients. And they're not going to taste good when it comes down to it. So, you want some good tasting snacks, treats, hit up Cake Couture. She does wedding cakes, corporate events, 
birthdays, life events, baptisms, whatever you need, just because. Special whatever guest you need. for your podcast. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gave me. I'm going I'm to do that from now on. I'm going to do that from now on. So, <clears throat> what you can get at Cake Couture, you get cakes, cupcakes, um, chocolate covered berries, anything you want, she could do. And she's quick, really fast turnaround, really, uh, really, uh, you know, she's just with it. So, you want to go to the website, it's www.couturecakery.com. That's coutured. C O U T U R E D cakery.com. Phone number is 313 914 1116. And listen, she has a Facebook page, but do not try to place an order through Facebook Messenger. She doesn't have Facebook Messenger. She won't have Facebook Messenger. So hit her up through the website or the phone number that I just gave. That's www.couturecakery.com. 313 914 1116. Alright, so, <clears throat> when I tell you that this man and I have had a, a long relationship, and we've gone through things that, you know, you just, through hip-hop, hooping, you know, life, he's been there, first kids, he's been there with me every single step of the way. So, let's go back to hoop. <laughs> <Hooping>. <laughs> you remember, we used to go hoop every Friday in the summertime. And we got to, it's funny that we go tell this story, but I mean, hey, that's what you do with your friends. So he's going to, he always brings up the fact that he crossed me super viciously. And you know what? I'll admit that that happened. I have to admit that that, because look, man, I take pride in defense and I don't generally get crossed over because I'm smart. You know what I'm saying? I'm smart. But hey, he got me one day and He'll never let me forget it. But he never brings up the time where I got him. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, hey, and one mixtape volume three had just came out. We were all trying to be hot sauce, man. We was all. Not well, me. Yeah, <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> I, I had my own game. Yeah. Like, hot sauce was something different. Yeah, so, you know, I had seen mixtapes where, you know, Skip just crossing over, crossing over, then just bounced the ball off somebody's forehead. So. I'm like, man, I got to do that to somebody someday. <laughs> and it just so happened, Ken was guarding me. So I'm like, I wonder if I can get in with this. So I'm coming down, coming down. And it's funny because he and I kind of had similar games where we weren't flashy. We're just kind of like, well, he was flashier <laughs> than I am. Well, than I was. I was trying. But, you know, I, I, I didn't really have time for all that, you know. So coming down. Crossover, boom, hitting with the ball on the forehead. Go by him. And I will, um, I will never forget <laughs> the look on his face because I'm still picturing it now. Like, <laughs> So that's the one hoop story that I have. Even though we have, we got plenty. That's the one hoop story. So I want to tell the truth version of how that happened. <laughs> and uh, the, the truth version of that was... Uh, in his head, he came down, <laughs> and he was looking sweet, and he was not looking sweet. Oh. And the part about him going by me, that was inaccurate also. <laughs> but what was true is him bouncing the ball off of my face, <coughs> and, and the look that I gave him. Like, that was true. And the ball did not keep going, like he said. It went out of bounds, and I was just sitting there in disbelief, 
because he had just hit me in the face with the ball trying to do something that he hadn't even practiced. So here I am uh, with a stunned face, and I was just so angry. And But it's, it's just like, it's that moment. It's that moment where, you know, um, I like to think of Courtney as my little brother. My little brother was trying to come of age, and instead he just hit me in the face with a ball. So, you know, <laughs> you could, you could want to, like, hit him, but it's just like, it's your little brother. And I just remember just staring at him profusely like this. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right, so, um, like I said, so one of the things that he really put me on when we were younger was, well, when I, you know, yeah, when we were younger was, and it's funny when I say when we were younger, because for the longest time, I never knew how, how much older Ken was than me. You know, I'd be like, oh, it's your birthday. Yeah, man, happy birthday. How old are you? Happy birthday. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that was what he used to give me all the time. So it was just kind of like, man, like, how old is he? You know, but like, he put, when I tell y'all, he put me up on hip hop, like real hip hop. You know, I, man, and we, like I said, before we even recorded, we were just talking about it. So, you know what your favorite mixtape was that you gave me? Uh, that I gave you? Yes. I don't know. Because you gave it to me more than once. Really? The KRS-One mixtape. Oh, wow. That was your go-to. Wow. I, you know, I had so many different ones for different people. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I can't even recall that one. I, I know I love KRS. <laughs> yeah. But, eh. Alright, cause and I bring up hip hop because y'all know la on last week's episode I caught heat. And I, I caught heat because I named Mace as one of my top five favorite rappers. And I guess I didn't clarify why Mace was in my top five. And notice I said my top five favorite rappers, not the greatest MCs of all time. But then I started thinking about it after I listened to the podcast over, and I'm like, man. I was slipping on a lot of these because it was two people. Well, it was one person for sure who I left off the list, you know. Uh, so if you had to give me your favorite, not the best, mm-hmm. your favorite five of all time, who would they be? Um, wow. So favorite, mm-hmm. um, Rock Him mm-hmm. all time. My goodness. I can listen to Rock Him uh, anytime, mm-hmm. you know, birthdays. Okay, so, for all right, so let me ask you this, right? And I'm talking about clear. So, what makes, what is the criteria for your favorite five? For my favorite is what uh, that artist invokes inside of me. Mm-hmm. So when people say, you know, hey, here are the best five, I, I always take offense to that because it's their best five. You can have, you know, everyone has a different favorite five or a best five MCs. That doesn't mean that your your artist is worse than my artist. That means that that artist moved you more than, you know, it moved someone else. Um, but I don't think that anyone can argue that Rock Kim <laughs> belongs on that list. Yeah. Where you place him, it's fine. But uh, for me, it's always number one. Uh-huh. So um, you have to be able to story tell. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Um, it has to make sense. Yep. You know, uh, I'm big on the message. Like, what are you telling the people? Like, right. are you letting the people know this is entertainment, or are you telling them this is your way of life? Um. Those are like some of the criteria for me. I, I like to laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. so sometimes he can slip something in. Like Big would make make something, and he would say, "Oh, you know, this is something like an entendre, so it's, it means something else." So you're laughing about that, but um, those are, that's that's my criteria. All right. So who else you got on your list? So uh, Rakim, Biggie, 
Um, believe it or not, this one's going to shock you. Tupac, but not Tupac in his current incarnation as Machiavelli. Because mm-hmm. there was so much emotion and passion in that album. Like, yes, it's a hateful, spiteful album. But you know what? That He put that, like, I was able to feel all of that in that album. So I have to put him in there because he, man, he made me change my whole opinion of him. I felt like he was an actor that started believing a role mm-hmm. versus, you know, that being him all the time. But that Machiavelli, Machiavelli album was like, hey, um, I'm angry and you need to know about it. Right. So um, he's on there. Okay. Uh, Nas. Okay. Love Nasir Jones. Uh, One more. Wow, <clears throat> that last spot. Up for grabs? Yes, I'm. I'm gonna put it up for grabs because five is always a weird number for me. It is. It's like not. It's just a weird number yeah, in general. Yeah, so. It's just like you always get to that five, and you know I could say Jay Z because I was I was feeling Jay Z a lot, and then there are some lesser knowns that I can throw in there. And there's some people from nowadays that I would put in in my top ten, yeah. and. Uh, for all the flack that people give him, I actually like Drake. You I know, love Drake. I, I, I'm a huge Drake fan. Um, it, it will surprise a lot of hip hop people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Drake fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think when Drake is, you know, rapping, and I don't, I don't mind yes. the songs where he's singing, but when I, he's I, rapping, I think the whole thing is good because it's him. Yep. I don't think that you know, and then people always throw the the accusation of ghostwriting. Hey, people, guess what? A lot of your favorite rappers have ghostwriters. A lot. You know, call Mad Skills. He'll tell you that he he, <laughs> yep. uh, he wrote a lot of verses for a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of verses that you like, oh, man, that was fire. Yeah. You know, your favorite rapper didn't write that. Skills wrote not, that. Skills wrote that, and Skills is on my list, too. Yeah. Not uh, not in the top ten, but Skills is definitely on there. Um, a lot of a lot of the people were giving you flack about Mace, but that was something that brought something out of you. Mm-hmm. I rock with Mace too. Um, I, I I wouldn't he would have been in my favorite five, but he doesn't mean the same thing to me as he does to you. And and, and you shouldn't have to take flack for that. I applaud you for standing up for it. <laughs> I myself would not have done that, but I get it. All right. So what I had to do with my criteria, I had to look at people. I had to look at rappers. And I had to look at how they made me feel. And if I could just, like, listen to them rap. Like, I could put on Harlem World. And I could just listen to Harlem World straight, not skip anything. I could turn on Double Up and probably maybe skip one song. But I could just listen. Mace is just one of those guys who I could listen to rap. Man, go and get, and it's out there on YouTube, go and get uh, Funkmaster Flex Volume 2. Mace got a like like a seven minute freestyle where he rapping and Puffy in that background throwing ad libs out and you like oh man that was Mace yes, yes. that was Mace you know so I, I put Mace on there just because you know like I told the story last week me and my boy E was we was bad boy fiends like you there was, know there was nothing wrong with that because that was a that was a good era yeah but I'm, I'm surprised and I, I've given you like two shows now to mention it. You don't mention the mace with Cameron. Yes, that and was, I was the best ever. I, I was getting there. I was getting that, there. I mean that that was that deserved first first <laughs> mentions. You know, you know you you mentioned this the Harlem World album where they all were on this together. Like mm-hmm. you know, 
That was not good. That was oh, no, no. Good. I'm not talking about Harlem World. I know group, which one you're you know. talking about. Uh, the, I'm talking about the group. You didn't oh. even mention the group, but yeah. you didn't mention him with Cam. Yeah, I did. And you didn't even mention his hoop skills, too. So, you know, <laughs> Mace can hoop, too. But uh, <clears throat> that's one of those things that, you know, uh, know your artists. Yeah. Love your artists. Uh, bring, like, that's the thing about the beauty of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, you ever heard of this artist? No? Well, here, check this out. And then you just bring up more and more and more stuff. So And it's kind of like, it's like a, a sharing thing. Like, it is. You may know some people who I've never heard of. Right. I may some know some people that you never heard of. But, like, hey, man, why don't you listen to this real quick? Turn it on in the car. Like, my brother used to play Lil Wayne all the time. And it's like, I'm if you know me, I've never been a Lil Wayne fan, even since, like, the Hot Boy. So I just, I just, I, I acknowledge Lil Wayne can rap. I just wasn't a fan of it. And that's what people that's what people need to realize is that you may not be a fan of someone like I personally I don't care for TI. I know he's good at his craft. Yep. Uh, he has a huge following. Yep. But it does nothing for me. Another one is Rick Ross. But that's that's for multiple <laughs> reasons. I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go in depth about Rick Ross, but it, it just doesn't mean the same thing to me that it means to everyone else. Exactly. Like I just I don't get why people like future. I, oh. Like I don't. You it, know he has a good sound. And I, I can hear that. There you go. I can hear that. But the thing about artists like Future is you can't take him serious. Right. He hasn't shot anyone. Right. He doesn't sell drugs every day. He doesn't even do drugs. No. <laughs> he even admitted. Well, actually, he does. Well, you know. But he's not, you know, Molly Percocet every day. Like no, not portrays. every day. Not every day. But you know, he has. He's dabbled. Mm. And and you know what? That sells record for him. Yeah. But I I would I wish that artists would take the time to think about. The lives that they influence. The consequences. You know, I if there are kids out there that don't know that this is entertainment. And that's one of the things that I had to figure out what I was going to do. Going back to the fatherhood thing mm-hmm. with Brianna. Was I had to teach you that this is not life. Right. You know, this is an art form. Right. Okay, appreciate it for what it is. Like, your favorite artist is not going out there killing people. Right. Your favorite artist is trying to sell records. Yep. And if that's what's going to sell records, guess what? That's what your favorite artist is going to say. And it's funny because we drink, we bring up future. So I was watching a, a you remember my son. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, I was watching is the truth. man, <laughs> that first that clue tape man, mm-hmm. that violator tape. He told you you can't handle the truth, man. So my son was on uh, the Breakfast Club last week, and so he said one of one of his pr- issues with uh, guys like Future and guys that push like drug rappers, you know, guys back in our day. They rapped about it, but they also rapped about the consequences that came with living that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. But guys nowadays, they just rap about it like it's all fun, 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 and they don't rap about the consequences until you see a picture of Soldier Boy pouring lean in a cup and he halfway slumped over. You know, mm-hmm. nobody talks about the consequences of it, and I, and I, I guess that's kind of my problem that I have with it too. But at the same time, I separate the fact that it's entertainment. Right, it's entertainment. But who told you it was entertainment? Probably a parental figure. Yeah. Some type of mentor let you know that this is not real life. And and that's a gap that we have in our community. Is that we don't have someone to tell the kids, if the artists choose not to, that, hey, this is entertainment. It's like watching a movie. You're not going to go out and do the same stunts that you saw on X-Men, right? Right. So why are you going to go listen to an album and try to do the same things that they're talking about on an album? Right. 
That's why, you know, people, people also get flack for being a wrestling fan. And I'm like, oh. it's, it's performance art. Oh, I, wrestling is performance. If, so. if if someone gives you flack about being a wrestling fan, <laughs> you should give them flack about being a reality TV show fan because oh, yes. it's the same thing. It's, oh, my sister it's does that all the same time. Same thing, you know. The Real Housewives of insert here. Yep. You know, yep. I would like to see like uh, maybe the Real Housewives of Hamtramck, Michigan. Yeah. Or <laughs> or Highland Park, Michigan. Yeah. Or insert somewhere else because. All they're going to do is just feed the negativity through it. They feed a Like, I hate the housewife shows because they have a negative depiction of black women. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I, I have to put it out there and say that. Because people say, well, oh, you know, that's not how it is. But to someone on the outside looking in, someone that may not be from the same community, same culture, same color, will see that. And they will expect that type of attitude coming from my daughter. Yep. She doesn't deserve that. Right. They don't know her. So right. they, they put that stigmatism on her. And then they're like, hey, I know what she's going to do. She's going to neck roll when mm-hmm. I tell her she doesn't get the, get her way with something. Or she's going to get all loud yes. and snap her fingers. Security. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So I have to re-clarify my, my favorite five now. And you know what? It's funny because it's always changing. And I start thinking about guys who I love listen to rap. So <clears throat> here it is. My favorite five MC. So, my favorite MC of all time, LL Cool J. And I see you shaking your head, and yeah, his last three albums was trash. Six. <laughs> Ten, maybe. I mean, I just, I don't, may, and I think for him, it, it may be more of the fact that his acting. He's an actor. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if you were an Ice Cube fan. Yeah. I would, I would say the same thing. It's once you reach a certain plateau in, in your career, where you have other opportunities, your first art form is going to suffer. Yeah. Look at um, you, LL Cool J's one. Yeah. Then you have uh, Ice Cube. Yeah. Common. Yeah. That one hurt. Yeah, that did. Because <laughs> I, I used to put light water for chocolate on, like I told y'all last week. I used to put light water for chocolate on and burn incense and just write poems to it. You know? If Black Thought ever gets a TV show, I'm, I'm probably going to find a bridge. <laughs> that man has skills he does man I, I would hate to see him lose that me too and so you know it's just man with with LL is heartbreak with, with Common is it's even more heartbreaking because it seemed like he was still trying to be he tried rapper 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 yes. while going more into acting and it's like every project you kind of just felt him fall off with LL he had some gaps between a lot of his projects, but then when he came out, like, oh man, this is trash. You know? Well, he he changed who he was. Yeah, he did multiple times, and, and you gotta applaud him. He's he's our version, hip hop's version of Madonna. Yeah, like he just keeps evolving. Yeah, uh, his music doesn't, nope. <laughs> but he does, and I appreciate him for who he is. Yeah, like, you know, uh, I love a lot of LL Cool J's earlier stuff. Uh, I love what he's built himself up to be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can still look at him and say, "Hey, that that's that's hip hop." Yeah. Same thing with Will Smith. Hey, yeah. that's hip hop. It you is. Know? Uh, it he, is. He made some. He made some. He told some good stories. Yep. You know, but now he's an actor, and love him for love him for acting. Yeah. That music is done. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is done. Yeah. Like, uh, so you brought up a name that's interesting to me, Ti. Mm-hmm. So. I've never, no, while I, I acknowledge T.I. can rap, he can really rap. 
And he, you know, he got some songs that I like. It's just once he got his TV show and then would drop songs where he's still rapping about trapping, it's kind of like, come on, dog. How can you trap and you're a celebrity? How can you trap and you're a celebrity living in a big ass house in the suburbs? <laughs> you know, you're, you're a celebrity. Stop. Yeah, and it's you like know. that's when you at the point where like, okay, they're just trying to sell records. Well, you know, you know like, I don't like how Eminem backed off of it. You yeah. know, uh, there was a time where I'm like, dude, you're not poor anymore. You're, no. you don't have that struggle. No, you know, uh, Biggie said that too. Yep. You know, hey, I, I don't, I don't have to rap about being hungry anymore because I'm not hungry. Right. So rap about what you do. A lot of, and and it's funny because uh, a lot of the older generation still tries to appease to the kids sometimes, mm. and it just comes off like, what are you doing? Like, I like Big Sean, you know, and I never really was a a Big Sean fan until this past album. I decided. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first Big Sean album that I really listened to, like, hmm. Well, this is the first one that he's put together completely. Yeah. That you could say, hey, this yeah. is a body of work. Because Dark Every- Sky Paradise has some songs on it. Yes, some you know, songs. Some songs. Some songs, you know. That, and, and that's another thing. No one can put together, like, like, a whole album anymore. You know, Drake put together one. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know. Even the wife was listening to it. Like, hey, let's put on Drake. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> You know, um, not all, no. but he had he you know he has that notch on his belt. Same thing with Jay Z, yeah. Biggie, Pac, uh, LL at one time in the eighties probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, you know what? Hey, don't forget Kendrick Lamar. Like we've had a, a hip hop conversation without mentioning, in my opinion, what could be like the greatest right now. Yeah, I, I and here's the thing. Like, I've only listened to maybe two songs off the new album. And it was dope. Peter Rosenberg said last week Kendrick is the greatest. Kendrick is the greatest of all time. Peter Rosenberg likes to get ratings. Yes, he does. I don't. I don't. I don't believe Kendrick is the greatest of all time. Peter Rosenberg has his hand in so many different projects. He does. He's in wrestling. He's yep. in hip hop. Yes, sports. Yep. You know, I get it. Yep. Hey, man, increase anything that to build your brand. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know. But you know. I, I look, man. I like Kendrick. I've the only album, like I said, I haven't heard the new album fully yet. I've got all his other albums, even Untitled. Hey, Good Kid, Mad City should have told you right then that yeah. what was coming next. And that's and that's a lot of stuff that's missing. Storytelling. <sighs> Storytelling. That is the main component of hip hop. Like you were talking about the album that you can listen to. I can listen to Hell on Earth. That was one mm-hmm. long dark story, yep. but it was a story. <laughs> and I was listening to Hell on Earth, and I'm like, man, from start to finish, I could I could do the whole album. Kanye West's first two albums, I could do that too. The Lower End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Mm. I like I told you, that was my uh, mm-hmm. that was my nat- my nightcap. <laughs> I'm going to bed listening to the Lower End Theory. You know. So all right, so I gotta. Here's my review. My my after thinking some thought, after giving it real thought and not just like oh man, let me just throw together some a, a list real quick. So thoughts, Black Thought is on the list because I love anything the Roots do. I was the only guy I know who liked Phrenology. The, I, I like Phrenology. Okay, so you actually called me on that. Yes, yes. You were like, hey, you like Phrenology? I was like, yes. It's a Roots album. Of course, yep. I like it. So I mean, and it's just 
you know, like I brought up last week, in that little BT cipher, when it was him most deaf and Eminem, he crushed it. He of crushed it. I mean, and like Black Thought 75 miles are running, like, or 75 bars are running, like, he crushes that. You know what? You know what doesn't get mentioned a lot in hip hop circles? What? Uh, uh, what what I think is probably like the longest freestyle ever was Killer Priest that eleven minute freestyle. <laughs> I remember falling asleep and waking up and he was still rapping, Man. but it was good. Yeah. So you know, well, I mean it's it's crazy. Like a lot of guys who we used to look at like, oh man, dope, dope. They don't get mentioned no more. No, I I heard you mention Capadano, which I, that made me smile. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a very uh, brief career. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, I bought, he was, I bought he was the a, album. He was the third person in that uh, that Ghostface and uh, Raekwon trio. Mm-hmm. Like, like it became a trio when he came along. But uh, yeah, he, he was quality at that time. I believe I I bought all the solo projects, at least all the first solo projects from every Wu Tang member. Most disappointed was probably you guys. I even bought you guys. I, I bought I Master Killer. That. Oh, I man. still have you guys. Oh, man. I'm not going to let it go. I, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. You can't let it go, you know? Okay, so let's get to it. So I got Black Thought on the list. Biggie's on the list just because of how. Now, Biggie wasn't rapping lyrical, miracle, schmiracle. Spiritful, spiritual, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Biggie wasn't, but Biggie could rhyme and like Biggie tell, told stories. Yes. Like I brought up, you know what I'm saying? I got a story to tell. Yes. Now, you know, the rumors that was about Anthony Mason. You know what I'm saying? Oh, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, Anthony Mason. Oh my gosh. But, you know. I'm he, such a fan of his hoop game. He raps the song, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the song, when he's talking, he tells the story again. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, Biggie's on my list. Black Thoughts on my list. Mace is on my list. I'm not taking Mace off my list. Stand for, for no strong, reason. brother. Stand All strong. Right. Kanye West is on my list. And the first two Kanye albums, the first three Kanye albums was fire. Now, it was some songs that you could have left off. And I think one of Kanye's problems is he makes his projects maybe one or two or three songs too long. Um, so... After 808s and Heartbreak, yo, I was really into 808s and Heartbreak because of the music element of it. And I remember college dropout, I bought high-quality headphones just because he was saying, oh, I'm working with John Bryan on this project. It's going to be more musically. And I was, I was like, yo, I got to hear. So one of the purchases that I, ever to- that I never told Robin about was a pair of $150 headphones that I bought when I was on deployment. And she never knew about it. You know, she knows now. She knows if she listens, but she knows now. <laughs> uh, but you know, and I bought those headphones just because Kanye was talking about how musically, how musical that album was gonna be, and you could hear it. You know, it took me a long time to listen to my Dark Twisted Fantasy. It took me a long time. Like I mean, the you know, December was when I first started listening to that album. I didn't like uh. I liked Life. Life of Pablo was okay. I thought, you know what? I thought that that was a, it was different. It was, and different. I appreciated it for what it was. Me too. I did. Uh, and the fact that he he, moved, he had so many different people on that album, and yes. it wasn't like it was out of place. You know, like if you go back to my Dark Twisted Fantasy and listen to All of the Lights, he got like seven people singing a hook on that song. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The only one you who really gets credit is Rihanna. But he had Rihanna, Charlie Wilson, he had Kid Cudi, 
you know what I'm saying, singing on that. And it's just, it worked, mm-hmm. you know? So, who do I, so, oh, I'm at number five. So, number five, <clears throat> special for me, right? Because, special Ed. No, not special Ed. Oh. Um, uh, no, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, not special Ed. <laughs> so, I remember when I was on deployment, I was on the internet hearing about this group, uh, a, a trio from North Carolina. And like, oh man, you know, they the new tribe called Quest. You know, they bring it back, you know. Because at that point, it was the snap era. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was snapping your fingers, you know, wearing like 6X long t-shirts. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And that's the... So, I'm like, man, I got to hear these cats. So... You couldn't find a listening nowhere, which is their first album. And if you ain't caught on to who I'm talking about, it's a little brother. I actually found a listening over in Dubai. I remember I bought the listening and I bought Consequences album over in Dubai because I couldn't like find them on Amazon or anything like that. So bought the listening and that whole album tells a story that's like one long night. And it tells the story of a radio station from, like, the midday show to the next morning. You know, Fonte is on my list at number five because Fonte can rap lyrical, schmirical, lyrical, you know what I'm saying? And he, But he can also straight up and tell you a story, rap you a story or sing you a story about what's going on in his personal life and you can relate to it. Um. So Fonte Coleman of Little Brother Now of the Foreign Exchange is my five. So my five favorite artists of all, rappers of all time. And this is just my favorite. Got Fonte, Kanye, Mace, Black Thought, and LL Cool J. So that's I want to bring a different five. Can I bring a different five? Yeah, real you can bring up yeah. It's gonna be a different five. These are these are people that I like that uh, don't really get the credit that they deserve, and that you know, hey, they, they do something for me. Number one is Sean Price. Ooh, my goodness, P. I I love P. You know, rest in peace to yeah. uh, Sean Price. Um, Slum Village. Mm-hmm. The I original Slum Village. Yes, the original Slum Village. Elzai. Man, did you, did you hear Elmatic? Yes, I heard Elmatic. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Goodness, Whew. you know, uh, I had to send something out, uh, you know, uh, Michigan based. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you, you gotta, you gotta throw the city a bone. Yeah, I like T Grizzly's song right now. You know who <laughs> T Grizzly is? I hope you know who T Grizzly is. I'm sorry, I don't. So you don't? No. First day out. Okay, I heard. I know what that song is. I've never listened to it because it's funny. Uh, I was in Kroger the other day. And the bagger was trying to put me on the T Grizzly. Oh, you should have you should have listened to the bagger. Okay. Uh, Havoc of Mob Deep, you know. You like Havoc more than you like Prodigy? Uh, he has gone awry, and he needs to be wheeled back in. Uh, I I love P, but Havoc is uh, you know how um they they have that segment in wrestling the other guy. Mm-hmm. Like Havoc was the other guy for, for so long. long. For so long, he was the other guy. But I think that um, he definitely deserves to to get some mention. And I'm, as I'm going through my phone, I know I like forgot <laughs> someone real quick. Because um, I can, man, I can give you rappers that I like for days, yes. and rappers that are really good. And, and one that I forgot was Method Man. Yeah, Method Man meant a lot to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And then people always like, oh, they want to associate Method Man with Red Man. 
Redman deserves his own mention. Yes, he does. If you ever listen to uh, Redman Remix This, mm-hmm. you, you listen to that? Never. Please check it out. I will. It's every song that you like from back in the day, like, just with him on it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so he remakes, um, what one is that? I gotta check this out. Yeah, Redman Remix This, like, check it out. Um, gosh. But man, I, you know, Reggie Noble is a guy who I just, I mean, he's like, he just gave you who he was all the time. All the time. All the time. And it's, that's refreshing to see because everybody's playing a, a character, you know? But, man, I, I used to love Redman. And tonight's the night. One of my favorite songs of all time. I bet if you put that beat on. People would know exactly. exactly. They would know the beat, but they didn't know that. Like he was, you know, he was the catalyst. And that. then Hurricane G, yo, yo, Red Man, hey man, listen. But uh, <clears throat> all right. So I kind of want uh, to, because we could sit here and talk rap for hours. We could sit here, and so it's funny that you brought up Wu Tang a lot today, because you heard that I named Triumph my the best posse cut of all time. I gotta disagree, but I, I, a lot of people disagree enough, with me. There's enough out there. Even Brooklyn Zoo, I felt like was uh, with Old Dirty's uh, friends. Oh. Lesser known Wu Tang people were was pretty good. Uh, you got the symphony, which look the man, symphony is definitely on there. That's coming. I look at whoever everybody I was on. There. Yeah, you know, and then have, everyone argues about who had the best verse on the symphony. Who do you think had the best verse on the symphony? <sighs> Cause I want to know if you think of who I'm thinking. Uh, wow. Uh, for me, I think it was either uh, Kane or Master Ace. Really? Yeah. I, I was, even though I like Cool G raps. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it, it got to be Kane and or Cool G rap on He always has to take a, a, a back seat. So because, underrated. Yes. Man. Because the Juice Crew was good. Man. Yeah. They're, you know, even Craig G held his own on that. Yeah. Time, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's one. The, the Roots had a posse cut. And they called it the longest posse cut ever. Oh, you look shook. Oh, you I've look shook. I've never heard this before. Hold it's... on. Hold <laughs> on. They have, a, they have a posse cut. I think it was uh, it was 14 minutes. It's either 11 or 14 minutes. But you got to check that out. I will. I'm going to just go to YouTube. Um, You know, Scenario, which used to be my favorite. You know, you got money, power, respect. Uh, um, yes. The locks don't deserve... Like, we, we had the conversation about the locks. Mm-hmm. And I said that for the longest, my favorite had been Styles P. I like Jada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone thought that that was going to be a breakout star of it. Styles P, the ghost, is probably the greatest out of that group. And he is in my top 20. Yeah. He is in my top yeah. 20. If and I had to write down, to be. he does. He deserves to be. You heard the new joint with Talib? That guy. Man. That guy. Talib and uh, now he's just most deaf in whichever incarnation he's in right yeah. now. Boy, Those guys you... were his storyteller. Yep. And and that's the thing that we lack. Yep. Uh, Miss Fat Booty. Mm-hmm. That's a story. That's a whole story. That's a story. And, and people don't appreciate that. And that's the element of hip-hop that we miss. Hey, brown skin lady. Brown skin lady. <laughs> Man, I mean, twice in a lifetime. Uh, I mean, 
What else off that? Because uh, twice in the, that's a posse cut too. That, yeah. The last song on the album, you know, and it's just. I actually I remember on uh. I had a creative writing class at Wayne County Community College, and we had to bring in a poem, you know, and recite it in front of the class. So do you? I give you three guesses as to what I chose. A poem that she has. It was a rap verse. I'll, I'll give you that. I, yeah, I have so many swimming, but <laughs> so I chose Commons verse off of a. Oh, what song is that? Redef. That's not redefinition. That is. Uh, what is? Oh man, I'm going to Black Stars album right now. I'm going to Black Stars album right now. I. Uh, it was Commons verse. Off of man, what was that song? Where's that album? I got it here. I know I have it here. Where it is? Okay, here we go. Uh, not knowledge itself. Respiration. Commons verse on respiration. That's the that's the verse I used because it was dope, man. That's before Common was acting. Yeah, you know? but you know who maintained? I, I just thought about this. We we were talking about the people that didn't. Like that, like they were like, oh, they, they they fell off after that. Most deaf, man. Yeah, yes, he did. I'll never forget when I first heard when I first saw Brown Sugar and I first heard him rapping As that Cass. song. Yes, <laughs> oh my God. you actually thought his oh! name was Cass. Like, oh, that's Cass. Like, yeah. no, no, that's the most deaf. Yeah, rapping man. I was like, that that guy has so much soul and and flavor and. You look for an embodiment of hip hop, and uh, most deaf man. Yeah, but um, his political stuff went too far, and I just hope we get him back. Yeah, you know he. Hopefully, he can come back in the country. I think he can. It's it's too much, you know. Back yeah. off. Uh, a lot of people have a problem with America, but if 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 we weren't America as we are now, this podcast wouldn't be taking place. True. It's true. All right. So, what can you give the people? All right, so, I usually have these seven questions. Like, I asked you these seven questions before when I, you know, did the blog post. Okay. Um, but it's about fatherhood. So, because okay. uh, that, and, and you know, in actuality, that's pretty much what we're about. So, if you had some advice to give to somebody, uh, what would be the first thing you told them about being a father? It's the greatest job ever. Mm. Expound on that for a little bit. It's the greatest job ever. You get to... Improve the world right from your home. Uh, I teach diversity. I teach respect. Um, self-awareness. Um, it's funny. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, Brianna came to me one day and was like, Dad, like, other kids have stars and stuff on their walls. Like, You don't think it's weird that you have a bunch of posters of myself on my wall? And I was like... One day, one day you'll understand why I put a bunch of pictures of yourself on your wall. Sometimes you have to be your own hero and mm. show people that, you know, your value system. It, it was it was posters of her running track. Okay. It, she had one of her music posters from uh, one of her concerts, basketball, you know, tons of basketball pictures. But I just wanted her to know that she was important and she means something. Huh. So, you know, hey, celebrate your own. You can have other people on there that you look up to, but yeah. 
hey, you're going to be on your own on someone's wall one day. So, hey, start at, start at home. Man, that's, that's deep right there, man. Like, I, you know, that's some, something different, man, yeah. you know. So, um, so we talked about this a little bit earlier. So, with the gap between mm-hmm. ages and your kids, mm-hmm. what are some of the struggles that you have uh, with kind of, I guess, balancing the needs of all three? And I know it's probably easier with the younger two. Um, but it's ba- not. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't have, air quotation, I don't have what Trice needs right now. <laughs> he needs mommy a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I ha- we have a rule at my house. This is a funny rule. I, I don't know if you've ever been on the phone with me uh, when I'm driving home. I don't go in my house on my cell phone. Mm, I don't either. I can't go in my house on my cell phone. And I, I would come in, sometimes I would come in and I'd be on my phone and then i hang up and like everyone would go to their respective stations in the house. I'm like, what happened? And he was like, you came in on your cell phone. Like, you know, that ends at the door. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it was surprising because Brianna, which is my oldest, um, was would always be the first one to greet me at the door. And if I was on my phone, she'd turn right around and go back to her room. And I never understood that. Mm-hmm. Like, why, what's the problem? Like, you come in on your phone all the time. No, Dad. Like, <laughs> you know, that attention belongs to us now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, man. So, uh, um, how has being a father changed you, especially as you got older? I calmed down so much. I was a bit of a hothead. Okay. Um, now, you know, I had to logically process things. You know, my wife would be like, hey, you can't chase, uh, shoplifters. Oh, <laughs> from back yeah. in the, from back in the day. You can't uh, chase shoplifters because you have a family to go home to. And, you know, you don't need to invite that danger into your life. So, uh, I calmed down a lot. I did that one time at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was... but I, I've calmed down a lot. Uh, I've learned to logically process things and, and don't just fire off because of the first emotion that comes through me. So That can be difficult for some people because I know it was difficult for me. And, you know, I'm not really a hothead, but, man, it was just kind of like you're so used to using your emotions yes. to direct everything, you know. Um, and I wasn't necessarily really thoughtful of how, I mean, I was thoughtful of how other people felt, but I was just, it was kind of like, you ask me a question, and depending on how my, my emotional state yes, is, you're going to get that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was one of the, that was one of the big things that I really, really had to learn how to navigate because... That can be difficult, especially you come in for a long, hard day at work. Mm-hmm. Your wife is there with the kids. She asks you a question, and you're like, why are you asking me? You should oh, already oh had God. this done, you know? I'm so guilty of that. Oh, man. I'm so guilty of that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I shout out to Kia again for just putting up with that because I used to have a thing where I didn't want anyone to talk to me when I first got home. That's so rude. Mm-hmm. But it was like, don't talk to me. Like, let me settle in, right. and then we can have a conversation. <laughs> Like, that was so rude, but she gave me that space, and then now I know that that space that she gave me, I can use that on the car ride home. So, like, usually I'll talk to her and say, hey, I'm on my way home, and then sometimes we may talk, but, hey, use that time to get all of that stuff out from work or whatever you were doing before you got home, 
and then come home fresh. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, parents, uh, husband and wife teams out there, hey, use that time, that travel time between work and home to, to get it all out. So to you can decompress. Go, yeah, decompress. Man, sometimes people don't understand, like, if they don't decompress, then... Right. Throw on your favorite Mace song and drive home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two questions, two more questions. Okay. Right? So I'm curious as to how your kids' personalities reflect your own. Um. Wow. So, uh, Brianna embodies my. Um, wow. Brianna em embodies. All of the things that I wish I could have done successfully, you know, uh, just navigating through life. Like she's she is the workhorse. Like that that academia that I have to practice in order to be the best. Like she has that. And I, I looked at that and I'm like, wow. Like I'm impressed by her. Like just the the, the practice that she puts in. Like the dedication. She shows me what hard work is. Like. Um, I was so glad to see her home, like her freshman year. Like, yes. And my, my baby's going to be home. She got off of the court. She was reading on the car ride home. And uh, it, for her, her schoolwork that she had to do, and she still had four days left before she had to go back. But mm. she started on it instantly. And I'm like, wow, like that's hard work. And, and that's something that I embody. But like, I wanted to enjoy her. But hey, you got to let her be her. Yeah. Um, Elena has my strong will. Yeah. Gosh, she has my strong will. And, uh, I'm afraid and excited at the same time to see where that's going to go. And uh, Trace is a handsome dude, and that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I have from him. All right, so last question. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you could f sum up fatherhood, mm -hmm. take everything that encompasses it, mm -hmm. if you could sum it up in one word, what would that word be? Love. 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 That's real. Yeah, love. I, you know, I love them. I love who they're becoming. I love my role in it. And uh, like I told you before, it's no better job. There's no greater job than being a dad. Mm. I agree. Mm. All right, well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I want to thank you, Ken Yada Wilson. Who, <laughs> and it's funny because I never call him. I never call him Ken. I always call him Will. That's, you know? that, that's, uh, that's weird that you yeah. actually... You know, I, I always tell people, like, you can, I can tell you when I met you by what you call me. <laughs> it's Ken, Will, Kenyatta, you yeah. know, I can tell when I met you. Yeah, because it's always Will. Yes. You know, it was like, I remember the first time I put you on my phone as Kenyatta, and you called me, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, no, you know. But, you know, it's just, that's what it is, you know. Yeah. So, but I want to thank Kenyatta for coming on the show. Uh, helping me, and this was an icebreaker for me because I'm a. I, this is my first time ever interviewing somebody, so you know it's it's only gonna be more of this, you know, where that came from. Um, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, and our last sponsor um, is Relaxed by Jay Mace. You need beaded bracelets, you need earrings. Uh, oh, I got you, I got you. Okay. So you need beaded bracelets, you know, you need earrings, you need necklaces he just takes his time puts all these beautiful things together um find him on instagram uh at relaxed by j mace you can find him 
on Facebook at Relaxed by Jay Mace, and you're not gonna they're not gonna break the bank. You know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars, and this brother puts in his hard work. You know, his sweat. You know, and j- just to make craft some beautiful bracelets. So you know, that's what it is. If you want one of those, just find them on Facebook or Instagram at Rela- Relaxed by Jay Mace. Will. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank for you for being the first guest, man. Woo! You don't know how much this was easy. This was to get off my chest. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Because you know, this is what I embody: just two guys having a conversation with each other, you know, and just talking about their story. We could have went another three hours. We could have. Seriously? Because we got we got a lot to catch up on, but you know, when we get when you get to talking to somebody, especially about a common bond, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk all day about it. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, Black Dad Chronicles. You know where you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at the Black Dad Chronicles. You can find me on Twitter at Black Dad Cron. You can email me if you got any questions, suggestions, comments at blackdadcron at gmail.com. I'm on iTunes. The show is on iTunes. So listen, subscribe, download, share it. Five-star review. Um... (laughs) You can also find me on SoundCloud and Spreaker.com. It's the Black Dad Chronicles everywhere you go, where your podcasts are, you know, where you can get your podcasts from. That's where I am. Peace and love.